Hello, Diaphoris! We're here, all back together, for a new podcast of Diaphora Evasio. Yes, it's been a while and so many things happen, yeah? Uh, we started working much more remotely. Uh, we had to organize our new chapter, our new organization within our personal life and work life. And we talk more and more about being connected virtually. And some people are saying, so great, I'm going to have time for me now to go walk, hike um, and work from whatever country I want so let's see what's gonna happen but I just want to take this time first to send you all my best wishes for this new chapter I'm sure I'm really sure that all of us will be able to adapt I believe in human beings I believe in this word I believe in animals I believe in Pachamama but this is not the topic today I just believe that even if we have challenges we always prove that we're able to adapt um, and each of us in our own way. So I hope you're all safe and I send you all my best wishes and all my positive energy for this new chapter that we are all building together. This said, let's come back to uh, the topic that we will talk about today that is highly sensitivity. Some of you know that I have published recently the first online e-magazine about highly sensitivity and about highly sensitive people. We will use here the acronym HSP. You also know that it has been published in French and you have been requesting uh, when will the English um, version uh, be published. So as I told you, it will take me a while because I make part of this nonprofit organization of highly sensitive people, the only one of France. And for the moment, I'm the only HSP uh, that is um, able to translate it in English. So it will take me a while. Uh, but immediately when I do, I hope I can do it for this fall. Uh, you will be the first to know about it. However, um, let's come back about the nonprofit organization I make part. I decided eight months ago to build this concept um, within this um, nonprofit organization um, that is called uh, l'Association des Hypersensibles. In French, we don't talk about HSP, we talk about HS Hypersensibles. Um, and this is the name of the magazine as well, Magazine HS. I decided to make part of this nonprofit organization because um, they had exactly the approach I'm having about my highly sensitivity. Um, they believe there is not a definition, there are common traits. And yes, we, we realize with more than 7,000 members that we have common traits, which I want to talk to you about here. So this is how we uh, gonna plan this podcast. I will uh, define to you a little bit more these traits. I will also give you an insight about our genetic part. And I will also um, give you some tools for you to uh, travel into this life with your highly sensitivity um, in an easier way, but as well 
to use these tools to realize how gifted you are to be your HSP. So let's try to define the word highly sensitivity. And to define it, we will define most of all what sensitivity means um, in the dictionary, but not just, also in the collective mind. The way this word is defined in the collective mind has an impact on the fact that people that are highly sensitive will not talk about it. Okay, it is also important for you to know that we are 31% of highly sensitive people of HSP in the world. Please take into consideration that in statistics generally, is statistics are talking about people that declare themselves. So only 31% of the worldwide population declare themselves as highly sensitive people. Imagine how many people didn't declare themselves because or they don't know it, or some people have saw it but didn't tell them about it because maybe they thought they knew, or they never heard about it. Um, and this is also the idea of this podcast. This is also the idea of Diaphora Evasio, is to spread the word about it. Sensitivity in the dictionary, in the Cambridge Dictionary, the, is defined with this first meaning. They say it's the ability to understand people's needs and be helpful and kind to them. Beautiful definition, yeah? We're having here a wonderful definition. But it's not the only one. We also have the ability or the strong ability to react physically to something. So it can be to a medication, it can be also to having, for example, having an allergy. So this is one of the other meanings. And there is also another meaning that would lead us to the collective uh, definition we're having in this word, this meaning that we find in the dictionary is the quality of being easily upset by the things people say or do, or causing people to be upset, embarrassed, or angry. This is funny, huh? but it's, it's, less, it's less positive, yeah. It's more negative. And studies say that 63% of the worldwide population believes that sensitivity is something negative. So in the collective mind, sensitivity is more about reacting badly to something. Um, uh, also, uh, I think we don't say badly in English, we say uh, not reacting well would be um, a, a better way to say it. So it's like um, overreacting. Really often you hear people saying, you don't think yet that you take it a little bit in a sensitive way or you're a little bit too sensitive about that, like already too sensitive. Sensitive is, is already something huge because sensitive means that you're using your senses, but we 
add to that you're too sensitive <laughs> yeah it makes me laugh a lot and and i like that and i and i also i would like to take a moment to say that i started to to have a technique um because i'm an energetic person i'm an enthusiastic person i'm a curious person and really often and i love to talk <laughs> if not i will not like a podcast for sure believe me everybody that does podcast likes to talk and li likes most of all to use uh, their words to talk about something they experience to help others this i really believe it so however really often in my personal life i'm as a hsp i'm uh, confront to people that will tell me you're too you're too energetic you're talking too much you're you're doing too much things and you know what i answer to that now i'm answering maybe you're not enough and when you answer that to someone is not to be like rude or irrespectful it's just that saying to that person you're not enough will make him realize that he's saying that you're too something and not enough is not nice at, as well so oh maybe am i comparing diaphora or another hsp to something and i think that comparing a with b is a little bit difficult and i always say it's like it's really difficult to compare a and b because we don't have the same shape it means that i'm sensitive i'm not too sensitive okay so it means you're doing something you're not doing too much things you see i think it's really important to take off these words of our mouth because unfortunately when we use these words we and and even saying to someone you're not enough is the, exactly the same idea we have to avoid using that because when we use words we um also send an energy and also we can send some narrowed messages uh to our kids to our friends to our family in our couple and we don't know how much the person can be sensitive and how the person will be influenced by those words so like uh we have the five um uh, toltec uh accords we say that your mouth and your words have to be impeccable and is really important they have to be specific they have to have a meaning and they have to have also empathy however this said let's come back to sensitivity so in the collective mind sensitivity is um, a kind of weakness and that is why many hsp that don't have an environment or a non-profit organization with people that can understand hsp will feel like they have a problem instead of feeling that is a gift talking about gift um i think is also the moment i'm learning more and more because you know when we start something we always learn and even when we already we can be an expert we always learn but um i'm learning that is important to share with you um about my own experience i always have to remember it to myself because i could go through a podcast without talking about how i live things um so i'm a hsp i'm a hsp and i remember myself i remember my thoughts uh since i'm five at five years old i remember 
that I, re I realized I was thinking and I had ideas and I have an entire uh, universe within myself. And it was so great because this is when I started to be someone really creative and I started to use this universe I had inside of me to travel into this world and to protect myself sometimes as well from what I, what, what could aggress me. Um, however, I didn't know at that time what was uh, HSP, if you imagine. We were not talking about that. Don't, don't forget that I'm coming from Romania, where at that time uh, we didn't talk about psychological um, uh, uh, process. We were not talking about that. We had other um, goals like um, succeeding or having a job, because generally Romanians have already houses. 96 uh, 0.1% have um, our owners um, and only 1% we mortgages. However, uh, this is just an information. We don't think about uh, buying a house because we already uh, have a family house, but we think about succeeding. And most of all, when you feel emotions, feelings, when you have something a little bit different of the mace in a way, uh, the mess, sorry, in a way, um, you will be weird. So you don't talk about it. So my mother knew that I was really sensitive to so many things. I could, um, I always use my intuition. I even use it now. I do podcasts just when my intuition is saying that's the moment. I really follow my intuition for every little thing I do in my life. I'm an intuitive person. This make part as well of uh, my highly sensitivity. And so I could, I remember I was eight and my grandpa was fixing um, some electricity in the house. It was really late. For me, it was something like, in my mind today, of course, um, it was something like nine, 10 o'clock because in Romania, you like sleep quite uh, late. Um, and so I remember my grandpa fixing that uh, next to the phone and I went to him, I look at him and I said like, um, grandpa, I was eight, yeah? So I, uh, I told you, yeah. And I, I said like, um, grandpa, you should stop. You're gonna have a heart attack. And so my grandpa was really a funny person. He always made me laugh. I'm a laugh and uh, um, I love my grandpa. I'm really proud of him. He's a great, great model of man uh, in this world. Maybe he even put my, <laughs> my expectation really up about the idea I have of a man, but I found my half, so I'm really happy. However, um, my grandpa was fixing that. I told him to stop because he was gonna have a heart attack. And then he answered to me like laughing, like, come on, Anne-Marie, with, with your, um, your, um, I cannot use these words, your, your beep things. And he was like, um, go to sleep, it's late now. So I went to sleep and I remember that um, uh, within the, the, the night, uh, I heard my mother and my grandma that was cry were crying. And I went out from my room and I saw my sister as well. And I saw um, the ambulance that was um, bringing my grandpa from the, um, last uh, floor so they were bringing him down to the ambulance and my grandpa had an heart attack heart attack and so from that moment uh, my mother really realized that i i 
I would say today the word we use is like a medium, but I didn't know at that time. And in Romania, being um, really, um, I would tell you, sometimes fanatic about religion, sometimes, so it's an Orthodox country, you don't talk about that because this, all these kind of emotions or feelings or realities are related, um, associated with um, exorcism with uh, you're, you're seeing a demon you see so at that time in the 90s it was impossible for me to talk about it so my mother started to tell me you just don't have to talk about it I also knew when my father would call because my father was not living with us. He was in, in Congo uh, as he was a politician. And so, however, it was when he was calling, whatever time it was, I was saying to my mother, is daddy? And then she was coming to me and saying like, yeah, is daddy? Whatever hour he was calling, he was not used to call at a certain hour because we were every time waiting for his call. And we never knew if we would have news about him, which was what was happening in Congo. So this set, this was one of my, one of the part of my highly sensitivity when I was a child. And after that, um, as a teenager, I started to really sense every little thing that was happening in the class. So I was even more conscious. So I sensed already the energies of everybody when I was in the kitten garden, because more I have people around me, more I feel the emotions of others and more I'm going to be energetic and I'm going to be hyper dynamic and I'm going to be considered as hyperactive but it's because when you feel the energies of others then it stimulates you when they're good when they're not good then it can make you feel so nervous as well and you don't know that it doesn't come from you we're talking more and more now but at that time you didn't talk about that so you, you even maybe you didn't even know you were a child you didn't know that this was not coming from you um, and so I had to endure, uh, endure uh, a lot of, of, um, of criticism about Emory talks too much because I was so stimulated by others. Or um, Emory doesn't, she, she's insolent and she, she doesn't answer in the right way to teachers uh, because when everybody was nervous in the class, I was getting nervous, but I didn't know that it was because of that. And also, of course, um, I had my family life and it was not helping because the environment couldn't allow me to be to be an HSP and to feel completely authentic. So I'm really grateful that I was this, um, I was already this go-getter and this fighter and I didn't let others define me. And because of that, because when you decide as a child to don't let others define you and you fight explaining to others that you need to be loved for who you are, you're having kind of a trouble with many people, teachers, adults that wants a child to do as it's said. So this was my, my, my first, my second part of my life. And after at 18, I decided to go through life with the work and 
thanks to the work, thanks to all the sharing I had with my lovely customers, with my managers, with my colleagues, I started to slowly, slowly identify uh, some things, analyze, realize that I have analytical um, skills, and I started to look for some keyword that keywords that I was listening and I decided that I had to um, look much more about it and understand and at 24 years old then I really found this word and I started to to look about it and I started to understand how gifted I was and at 26, this was my awakening. It was so wonderful. I started to be so happy about who I was. I started to uh, do my coming out about my authenticity and saying like, I'm that way, I can adapt, but don't try to change me. And it was so uh, fulfilling, I felt so good. And since then, Slowly, slowly, I'm learning and I'm continuing to learn so many things and feel that being a highly sensitive person uh, in HSP is a real gift. And I started to advocate that to change um, the mind of those that feel that is a curse. But I know that you can feel that way, it's not in your mind, it's because your environment doesn't answer to that, doesn't answer to your need to be uh, seen as a highly sensitive person and be recognized uh, for what you are. So this said, we arrived to uh, the traits we're having as a highly sensitive person is the need to be authentic. HSP are detail and authentic orientated. So what it means exactly to be detail and authentic orientated? Really often HSP will fight to be recognized for who they are, so for their authenticity. In everything they do, in the work, uh, we will try to make it understand to our um, HR department, to our manager, in everything we do, we want things to be done in the perfect way. Really often HSP has also this um, um, ability because it is an ability as well to be perfectionist, but it can also be a weakness if it's not controlled and you cannot let go sometimes. Um, but this is again another topic. So as well, a highly sensitive person will pay attention to details. Like when someone is talking, a HSP needs to understand the meaning behind. So. I'm sure that when I'm talking to you now, some of you are thinking about these people that you have or you, when you always need to understand the meaning, the why, the how, uh, the what, uh, the when. Um, so it's also like when I talk to you about these questions, some of you are thinking like, yeah, but then divergent thinkers as well are highly sensitive person. Yes. We're getting to that. We are getting to that. So this is one of the important traits, being detailed and authentic orientated. Understand to look, um, understand that highly sensitive person like to look into depth in everything they do and understand what they're doing, have a meaning. And 
for that, you need the details of everything you're interacting with, okay? So after what we will have, we will have another trait that will be um, being emotionally intelligent and more than that, being highly emotionally intelligent, really needing to put your little touch in everything you're doing, needing to create something, needing to um, be in interaction with others to fulfill uh, your emotion of sharing, of learning, of discovering, of exploring, because you, you remember we need a meaning on things. So we use our emotion intelligence okay so this is just wonderful as well till you find the right tools to use your highly emotional intelligence and we will go to another trait um, that we call sensoriality you remember when I said to you earlier how be careful what you're saying to someone because you don't know how much this person is sensitive? Here we are. I'm gonna to explain to you why I'm saying that. Not because it's too much, I was not saying in dense in that sense. I was saying um, in the sense that knowing that one of the traits of highly sensitive person is sensoriality. So sensoriality, what it means? It means that you are connected to your senses, okay, that you use your six senses to travel into this life. So the smell, the taste, the touch, the vision, and also uh, the hearing, and then you use also your intuition. You remember intuition, the sixth sense uh, we're talking about is intuition and is really important. So when you know that HSP are using their sensoriality to travel into the world, then you understand as well that they use their senses. But it's not just that because a lot of high sensitive person have synesthesia. Did you ever hear about synesthesia? I heard about it four months ago and before that I didn't put a name on uh, this ability I was having. I thought that everybody had it. Okay, so you see when we don't talk about things, we, we cannot learn. So it's important to talk about things even if you, you, you think that people will see you as someone um, different in a bad way or someone oh a, a little bit weird don't don't take these thoughts you're having into consideration when you're afraid about what others gonna think about you take it off because even saying um in like saying stupid things because you believe it's stupid but it's not um just say it because then you can create this moment where you will be with someone that will give you an answer and when something comes to you and you need to talk about it and you're asking yourself question about it and you can interact with someone about it do it because this is your intuition that puts to you that moment for you to have an awakening on anything not just hsp or your highly sensitivity i mean is also just like living what you have to live at that moment because any interaction any word that we spread to each other any sharing anything we learn okay will help you to go through this life however let's come back to uh, synesthesia so four months ago i learned about this word so synesthesia what it is is something that looks obvious for some and something that is completely unknown for others first 
So he's using many senses in the same time. This is why I was saying to you, be careful when you say something to someone because you don't know how much this person is sensitive, how much this person, how many senses this person is using in the same time, okay? So this is one of the important traits of HSP. HSP are often um, uh, synesthetic person okay so you use many senses in the same time so let's give an example of how you use it did you ever eat whatever you want in front of a, a wall or looking to a wall for example okay if you did that and i'm sure it happened to you and maybe okay you're just like why this example because i think it's one of the most interesting examples because it, it happened to me as well and it, it always happened to me like you're eating next to a wall or in front of a wall whatever and when you're eating your let's say your soup you're having the feeling that you have the taste of the wall in your mouth and then some of you are like how can you know how a wall is tasting? <laughs> no worries, I never went over a wall and I linked it when I was a child because I know each of us are experiences, experiencing their senses in different ways. Huh? When we're a child, we like to put everything in our mouth to, to travel into this world and understand what we have in front of us. So maybe I did it, I don't know. I never asked my mother, but for sure, uh, when, I, when I look to a wall and I'm eating I can have the taste of the wall so you know that our taste come from our smell if you didn't know it know it today so if you don't smell something you're eating you won't have the taste try it like just like block your nose eat something I, I'm sure some of you know this technique when we were a child taking a medication and our mother says like don't smell it and just like block your nose you know so that's why so it happened that sometimes that is raining and then you you smell the houses the walls of the houses so this is the taste as well like um this this taste i don't know how to explain it differently so hopefully you know what is the smell and so this taste so it happened to me that i'm eating i look to a wall and i have the feeling i have the taste in my mouth and so why because at that moment i'm using my smell my taste and i'm also using my vision okay and so i'm using many senses that create another kind of sense that is the ima imagination okay so these are the emotions that create imagination into your mind and also you feel like you're eating you're actually eating it let's give you another example maybe this one will be more common um when you see blood some of us experience the fact that we have the feeling to have the blood into our mouth the blood of someone else like when we see it and then have the feeling they have iron into their mouth okay so this also is synesthesia is experiencing many senses in the same time so when i'm saying you don't know how much the person is sensitive is you don't know how much senses are connected when you say something to someone and what memory or imagination or feeling so emotion is creating within the same person okay so let's just summarize it really quickly we were talking about the different traits of highly sensitivity so we have uh, the detail and authentic orientated we have also the highly emotional intelligence and we have the sensoriality with much, an approach of uh, synesthesia okay and 
to finish we quite all have this common important um, envelope I will not say a trait but an envelope that is our intuition because our intuition is over any sense is connected to all of them but is something that we really often doubt and I have a sentence that I wrote um, I, I read um, I don't I think like two years ago it was when there is a doubt there is no doubt and when I saw the first time this sentence believe me <laughs> I was reading it again and again when there is a doubt there is no doubt let's understand that and today is so obvious for me this is my intuition when I have this little voice talking to me it's not because I'm par paranoiac is because my intuition is saying don't do that this is what you're saying this is what you're feeling this is what um, you're tasting uh, listen to your emotion listen to what you're seeing believe in your intuition so your intuition is that little voice that come like a flash and then you're just like mm, why did I think that oh it's in my mind huh <laughs> now he talks to you huh? he talks to you and I say like oh he's in my mind how many times it happens to you to say he's in my mind but no is not into your mind is your intuition so is over your mind is everything is you is how your soul connects connects to others to you to this world to your environment to everything okay and HSP are intuitive people so genetically let's talk about uh, this uh, part as well I'm sure that others uh, some of you sorry uh, like this approach more so I try to find the different approaches that I use because I love science as well and I love uh, biology I love it I always had like really really great notes in biology because for me it explains so many things and everything is related nobody's saying that being spiritual means not don't don't not being scientific really a lot of doctors scientists are religious believe in uh, something over us um, and not just about religion have faith in Pachamama like I like to call her so um, genetically we are having as a HSP we are having our mirror neurons that are more active so I'm gonna define really quickly for you what is a mirror neuron for those that doesn't know it. So it's a type of sensory motor cell, okay, that is located in the brain. And when it's activated, it helps the individual to perform an action or to observe another individual performing the same action. Okay, so these um, mirror neurons are study to approach certain social behavior with um, more the approach of empathy and imitation so is to understand how we can interact together how we influence each other how we inspire each other so we all have this mirror so whatever you're saying like mm, it just comes from my my mind it just come no everything we are is because we are all interacting together we are all a part of a all okay so we are interconnected for sure and it's okay because it doesn't mean that what you are is not unique you're still unique but 
we're so we should be so grateful to make part of this all and believe me i'm an introvert but even if i'm an introvert i know that being a part of everybody is wonderful and is is something that we cannot avoid is something that we shouldn't reject okay so if you're rejecting that ask yourself why however this is not the topic so let's try to understand what makes if we um, have this uh, mirror neurons that are more activated than others let's try to understand why um, there are 69% of the worldwide population that didn't declare themselves a highly sensitive person. So when you were born, you have to know, Montessori approach is the same as well, um, you have to know that we were all divergent thinkers. So divergent thinker means that we first ask these questions like uh, how, when, who, what, um, and where, okay, every, every kid before five years old asks these questions and these questions help us to be divergent thinkers and help us to travel into life with our senses and understand things with our intuition as well. But then we arrive in conventional institution that needs to create a collective mind. Okay, and not the collective mind like we talk about it in psychology in a positive way, but like a collective mind that will be ruled by systems. I'm not here to um, to to talk about I'm against systems and everything, but there is a reality. Schools are made for that, and other con uh, conventional institution. Of course, I'm talking to you about conventional schools. Okay, now we have other kind of schools. Things are completely changing slowly slowly not for everybody because don't forget that we are in the western part of the world and we are really lucky to have access to many things but there are other countries where people don't still don't have any access to any conventional institution or any institution at all however before five we're all divergent thinkers we all travel to into uh, this world with our sensoriality but then we're asked to stop having so many ideas to stop wanting to be unique and saying everything we think so we learn that there is one problem one solution so conventional institutions really often bring us to be convergent okay and forget about our di divergent way but there is studies saying that 31 percent of the worldwide population decided at that time when they enter in conventional institution for some that they will not get into this uh, massive uh, way of thinking and enter into the system but they will be authentic and they will advocate it through different behaviors okay and um, knowing that then you understand that and I'm sure you have this question coming to you. Does that mean that we're all highly sensitive people? And I can answer to you. Yes, it means that we are all born HSP and that the system, the world, the, talking about where the society brings us to enter into these um, different boxes and forget about it. And when you know that, I think this is a 
wonderful awakening. Being able to understand that you also can cultivate all this and uh, like we will say make a reset, look within you and see how finally um, perfect you are and how wonderful it is to be connected to your emotions and also find tools for that. So I have here some tools. I would like to, to, to come to that. Um, I have some tools that I have used that I have also advised to some of my mentees, um, mentees, sorry. And uh, I think they could help you. One of the first tools is communication. Here, I think I'm not learning something to you, but to communicate, we need tools, okay? So you have to be aware that from the moment you're sure uh, that you're a highly sensitive person, and even if you're not a highly sensitive person, I also believe is a great tool, but if you're a highly sensitive person, meaning that everything that's around you stimulates you, and, and uh, makes you be more creative, um, makes you want to interact with others, makes you want to uh, be authentic and makes you realize that um, uh, you pay attention to so many details and you can be a wonderful asset for a company. When you realize that, you have to do something important. And I use the have. I'm, I'm against the, the have in general because it means uh, this is the thing to do, this is the true. So it's not the true but it's something that I really really advise to everybody is to say to the people around you that you're a HSP so this is um, quite important okay to say to your friends to say to your family to explain to them that this is everything you're feeling and it doesn't mean you have to uh, take now the phone and ring everybody <laughs> and call everybody but just like when you have a moment where you're into a group and you start to feel that um, noise disturbs you because you're hearing everything that's around you that um, for example you're not too you don't really like to be touched because uh, when someone touches you, you feel his energy or when you realize that perfumes disturbs you because they are too aggressive for you because your smell is so uh, <laughs> huge and, and, and you, for example, me, I, I cannot smell perfume. I, I don't put perfume over me. It's impossible for me. Uh, my smell is really, really um, high and uh, perfume disturbs me. So um, when you realize all that, it's important for you to say to benevolent people around you how you function and what you feel. Because saying things is easier than um, making the assumption that others know. And also it will avoid you to be angry or to feel that you, you have a problem. Yeah, and that you're cursed because now when you're with this group and everybody talking is hard or you need to be alone because you have been with the group and then you're tired and you need to just stay two, three days alone to recharge yourself, you know? So talk about it. Talk to your uh, entourage, to your family, your friends, even your work. Talk about it during the recruitment. Talk about it. Don't be afraid because this, if it's the right company for you, she's supposed to like your honesty, your personality. Okay? So talk about it. 
as well there is another method i'm using that is um writing or recording what i feel when it happens i write a lot i do automatic writing um, if you want to know much more about it i would be happy uh, to let you know about these tools of course um, i will tell you at the end how you can do that um, but i write a lot i write since i'm 10 years old uh, I write in the different languages uh, I talk and why because when you write in another language than your native language you have to know that you're more precise because you have like, less vocabulary so it's easier for you to summarize your thoughts and be more specific and understand them so this is really interesting also to know it record yourself I know we don't like to hear ourselves you're not forced to listen to yourself be, uh, after but take the recording when you feel something do it just talk talk like you will talk to a friend of yours you know and and listen to it for those that are able to do it if you don't it's not a problem because then you will just like put out everything and don't keep it within yourself and you don't have to keep things in yourself know it um, so you can record that listen to yourself as you will listen to a friend and then advise yourself because your best friend is yourself okay uh, even if you have lovely people around you benevolent people the person that knows you better is you and and this is not to make propaganda is like is you and that's the truth you're the only one that know exactly what you're expecting about anything you're doing in life okay and after also work with your inner child so inner child is a great um, there is a great method that I have built um, learning from others on oh, it because like we said we learn from everybody so I learn it from others and I adapt it to my way of doing and um, the inner child you're having you have to you have to, to to listen to it because the inner child we're having is every time remembering things to us when something happened and it brings us sometimes to the past when you don't take care of this inner child and and of course if you want to know about these different methods more in depth and if you're interested um, to, 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 to have much more information about being a HSP and you would like uh, to make a test please you can reach me on the Anchor app and send me a message or you can go on the Facebook page that is Diafora Evasio and write to me a message and I will really uh, love to answer to you and to get in contact with you share with you much more in depth about these uh, tools I'm talking to you about also um, as reference I would like to um, bring you uh, to check a little bit about uh, the founder of Vin Vintage. Vintage is a non-profit organization um, with uh, Rosie Miller. Um, she created, she's the founder and is a, is a non-profit organization about HSP. Okay, you also have Danielle Goldman, U.S. Massachusetts, sorry, I never know how to say this word, Massachusetts, <laughs> um, a doctor talking about uh, emotional intelligence and social intelligence. Uh, you also have um, the Boston um, Trauma um, Hospital Center that 
talks a little bit more about the mirror neurons so please go for that and i think that these are the references i could advise you today Thank you very much for taking this time. This podcast was a little bit longer because, as you know, it was important for me to define with you a little bit more about highly sensitive uh, people. And like you understood, each of us have common traits, but each of us are different. There are are gifted people. So when I'm talking about gifted people is gifted on the scale intelligence that are also highly sensitive. There are also bipolar people that are highly sensitive. And I swear to you in the members we have, we have some bipolar that realized that it was more about highly sensitivity and because of some trauma they had and they have been um, um, diagnosed as um, as a bipolar and they were not and they were under medication so however I'm not a doctor but check about it and see that with uh, your psychotherapist for example or with someone that have an, another opinion about it and talk about it see see if um, is about really a bipolarity or is about highly sensitivity and as well we have also some schizophrenic people that can be highly sensitive and the fact that there are members they feel so uh, blessed now and they don't have this crisis anymore um, yeah this is really a miracle so we don't have 100 believe me uh, that went through that but some of them and it's wonderful uh, and so this is to tell you that there are many kinds of profile that are highly sensitive people. There are people that feel that like a curse and we're there to help them to feel better about it. Uh, each HSP feeling gifted about that are fighting and advocating um, the fact that it is a gift and not a curse okay so um like i told you please send me a message on the anchor app if you need more information or reach me on the afro your facebook um page and um i'm really happy uh, that we took this time together i wish you a wonderful uh, week ahead and i'm um impassioned to get on the next podcast where we will talk about highly sensitivity within work and also uh, I can wait for you to come on my Instagram live because I have also an Instagram uh, page and so I'm going to do a live at the end of the week uh, where you can uh, hop on I would say and come to talk about it and ask questions okay so um, I wish you a great day ahead thank you for your time and uh, bye bye Jafaris bye